Sometimes. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. What we've got here is failure to communicate. I'm communicating. Trying to, anyway. Welcome in. Here we go. Off and running with you on this Monday. Reaction Monday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire. Customer inspired. It's like grabbing a chair and pulling up to the table, having a seat with us, and joining the conversation. So text me on the country, please, and text line. It's open to you. The number to text is the 601 number, 885-ESPN. I'll give that to you again. Or call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. Yeah, listen. From bad to worse, from a baseball perspective. And one thing that we haven't seen all year long, we saw this weekend. And that is when State and Ole Miss have a bit bad weekend, Southern Miss had a bad one too. <laughs> I mean, nobody had a good weekend around here. At least from a... At least from a baseball perspective. Now, uh, Bill, side note, did you have a decent weekend yourself personally? Yes, sir, I did. You know, you came in and you played that clip there of uh, Gomer going, surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, We had family in for the weekend that came up to watch Mary Liddy perform in Shrek the Musical. And uh, little Mary Beckett. Uh, Mary Liddy's cousin, they are nine year, months apart, nine months apart. She wanted to tell me a joke. She said, hey, man, I want to tell you a joke. And I said, okay. She said, what did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? I said, what? She said, supplies, supplies. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that one. <laughs> I love those kind of dad jokes, okay? So first of all, I appreciate that. Secondly, I I I I debated on whether or not I ought to do this, you know. Instead of playing the song, Bill, I started to come in and just start the show today by going, Turn out the lights, the party's over. Now I, I can hear it in my head, the Willie Nelson version. They say that all Good things must end. Did somebody else sing it other than Willie Nelson? Well, and Don Meredith. Is, uh, Don Meredith. Yeah, on Monday Night Football. Turn out the lights. I'm sure a lot of people Party's have done it. It's over. <laughs> oh, and tomorrow starts the same old thing again because that's how it feels for Mississippi State baseball. Now, I, I know that there have been, you know, a couple of comparable situations in terms of wins and losses in the past and state still got into the ncaa tournament in fact one of those was just a few years ago and so people were pointing this out on twitter um earlier today i I forget exactly who it was but somebody was doing some math and pointing this out on twitter that i think it was the 2018 team for state was sitting there you know, this point in the year, they, they needed a bunch of wins and their overall record wasn't that great. And one of the things they did was they swept Florida. At that time in 2018, when they hosted Florida at the very end of the year, Florida was ranked number one. State got a sweep. It 
basically put them in the NCAA tournament. They went to Hoover, maybe won one game. They got in, had to go on the road, made it through the uh, Tallahassee Regional on to Vanderbilt, won the Super Regional at Vanderbilt in Nashville and went to Omaha under Gary Henderson. And late in the year, they had to have a miracle just to get into the NCAA tournament. So somebody was pointing that out. Here's my thing, though. After State this weekend dropped two out of three from Missouri, it feels like the RPI deal is going to be the nail right there because I would bet if we had a way, I don't know that we do, but if we had a way to go back and track some of those other examples, teams that had a similar win-loss, like State's sitting there at 25-20 and right now. And they are uh, at nine wins in SEC play. I think nine and twelve. And you got nine games yet left. You go on a miracle run and win a bunch of games, and they are high RPI teams that are left. It's just it would be a miracle. And even if you do that, the question is, are you going to gain enough ground, depending on what other teams do, in terms of RPI? Because after dropping two out of three at Missouri this weekend, State is now again last in the SEC in the RPI rankings. They're down to 88. Kentucky moved up to 72. It's like those two teams have been flip-flopping at the bottom in terms of RPI the last few weeks. Ole Miss, um, they dropped two out of three, but it's uh, on the road at Arkansas. is a good RPI team. <clears throat> they decent. And I think Arkansas is sitting there like 25. But the fact is it's on the road at Arkansas, and they're a little bit better RPI to begin with. Ole Miss is sitting there right now at 59 in the RPI, they're 24 and 19 overall. Now, yes, they still have a long ways to go too with nine games left in conference play. They just don't have as far to go as state, right? So they are 29 spots better. Do I have that right? 29 or 21? What's the number? 29, right? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, 29 spots better in the RPI than state. It stays in there at 88, way on the outside looking in. And it just, look, I'm just being honest with you. I would love to see them do it. I would love to see State figure out a way to, you know, just go on a miracle run at the end of this year to play themselves into NCAA tournament contention. But with nine games left, and they're sitting there at 88 in the RPI, last in the SEC, it just feels like the goose has already been cooked. I hate to say it, but it feels that way. And you go, well, what kind of miracle would it take? Nine games left. Three hosting Florida, three at Texas A&M, and then three at home against Tennessee. Right. So if you're nine and twelve, that's what it says there. Nine and twelve in the SEC, then they've got to go six and three in the remaining nine games to get to an even five hundred in conference play. That'd be fifteen wins in the SEC. And if you if you win two out of three against Florida and could win two out of three on the road at Texas A&M, and then somehow, miraculously, Tennessee, who's been clobbering everybody, you'd have to win two out of three against them and start one at the end of the year. That would get you to six more conference wins that put you at an even 15 and 15. Is that possible is my question. That's how, With three series left, you got to win all three series, barring you sweep one of them. And none of that is, none of those are likely sweep, in fact, some people thought the Missouri series this past weekend was likely sweep. No, didn't work out that way, did it? You get back in, didn't lose a series two out of three. So 
the odds are so steep that any miracle that you point back to in recent years since they've been tracking RPI to use it to get teams and get them seated in the NCAA tournament, any miracle in the past is minuscule compared to the miracle that State would have to pull off in the remaining three weeks of the season here in the month of May and maybe in the, in the SEC tournament as well just to get in to the field of 64. They are absolutely on the outside looking in now after a series loss at uh, Missouri. That's where they are. And, and look, Ole Miss is too. Their RPI is better. But to put it in perspective, after losing to Arkansas this weekend, two out of three, State is two games better in SEC play than Ole Miss is. State's sitting there at 9-12 and 12 in the SEC. They are at six, or really tied for it's technically tied for third place in the West. It's just among six teams. And they've got, they would have a tiebreaker over Alabama in head-to-head. But Ole Miss is bottom of the West at 7-14, and 14, so they feel squarely out of it, too. Because you look at conference record, Missouri 7-14, Kentucky 7-14, Ole Miss 7-14. That's worst in the SEC. So Ole Miss is RPI better, but they're in the same boat as State. Is it's miracle time if they just want to be in? It does not look likely. Southern Miss drops two out of three this past weekend on the road at UAB, and it dropped them back in the teens in RPI. Like, like it put, um, I think it put Southern Miss at like maybe twelve or thirteen in the RPI. Now, good news is for Southern Miss, you know, the tournament is not an issue with them. You know, right now they are still not only in but likely a host. You know, sitting there at thirteen in the RPI. But when you play in a conference like Conference USA and not the SEC, any loss is very detrimental in terms of how that ranking is going to factor it. That's one reason Scott Barry at Southern Miss, he didn't even really go down the RPI road. Well, they it was on the road, but they dropped two out of three at UAB. And what's left for Southern Miss in these remaining three weekends are is a home series against Old Dominion, a home series with UTSA, and then finishing the year at Middle Tennessee. If they can just dominate these last three the way they have the others prior to this weekend, they'll they'll be in the hosting conversation for sure. But they because of you know the schedule, they can't lose many games if they want to host. That's just the way it is. All right, let's jump over to the phones to start things off on this Monday. Lynn hanging on line one. Thanks for calling. Lynn, what's up? How about it, Matt? Having a great Monday, I hope. Yeah, doing just right. As I, as I was driving out here on 40 through New Mexico and think about it, uh, I wouldn't say State's dead, but we're definitely on life support. Mm. I mean, there ain't no two ways about that. But let me ask you and everybody else a question. If we got told last year at the start of the season, you can win a natty this year, but you won't make postseason at all next year, would you take it? Oh, yeah. I, everybody I would. sign it fast enough. Mm. That's, that's where I'm at. We're not gone forever if we don't make it. We can still backdoor away into the SEC tournament. You never know what happens if you can get in there. Uh, it's not over. It's just it's unlikely, that's for sure. Yeah. But I got a question for you. I learned something last night, and I don't know if you're aware of it. Do you know anything about the MLB and how they treat their baseballs with Delaware River mud? Okay, I have... I have watched like a mini documentary about that in the past, how they get a special mud from a special place to rub on the MLB baseballs 
What, what were you going to tell yeah. me about it? Well, I just I, I, I was uh, completely oblivious to it till last night watching the Pets game, uh, and it kind of blew my mind. And if they want, they're talking about they ought to change it. If they don't want to change the mud, I got some great Mississippi bottom mud. Uh, I, I tell you, Hurricane Bottom, I think we're both good for the MLB. Because <laughs> I think it's like one family that does it, and I, right. I would like to get in on this racket. I mean, selling mud, I mean, really, and and pretending like it's the best mud, you know, better than other yeah. mud. I, I mean, yeah, this mud is better than your mud. Well, I think <laughs> my mud is stickier than that mud. <laughs> I would like to get in on it, too. In fact, Lynn, if you can talk him into letting you know to trying out your mud, uh, let me know and I'll come help you collect it for just a small cut. How about that? <laughs> I heard that. I said, it'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> I can but think that of blew my mind, that blew my mind. Like MLB using mud, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. it's been going on forever. I guess it has. It's been going on for just about ever. Them uh, using that particular mud to rub down the major league balls that they, the baseballs they use in major league. Yeah, man, yeah, all just, I know is that guy. He made out like a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about being in the right place at the right time, too. You know, ain't no doubt. Yeah, man, I, I'm going to enjoy you so. Right, we gonna thanks. keep saying hell state. Let's go best, but uh, it, state's in trouble this year. But that's all right. We'll be back. It'll be just fine. Appreciate it, Lynn. Thank you, man. Call me anytime. Nick, Texas. Say what? I was going to say, you know, they used to get the uh, dirt for the infield. They used to get it at a certain place, too. Mm -hmm. Make it all the same. I I get Georgia red clay they used to use. Is that what it was? Yeah. Used to get it out of Georgia. I I get, you know, you want them all to be the same, and Mm -hmm. the baseballs need to all be the same, so we're going to make sure the mud's the same. That's (laughs) a big job. Those umpires, they they rub down about – Four cases of those balls before oh, they, that's amazing. Before the game, they, they have to sit there and do that. Through. I'm sure their hands are tired <laughs> and muddy and dirty yeah. when it's all done. Uh, Nick on the country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves says, "If winning the national championship last year meant state had to miss the postseason this year, I'm okay with it. It was all worth it." And look, I'm just going to lay it out there like it is. These things don't have to, I guess they can be mutually exclusive. And this is it right here. This year at state, it's a bad season so far. The team's just not as good. They've had injuries to go on top of that, all this stuff. And at a place like state, you can't accept missing the NCAA tournament. At a place like state, it isn't okay to miss the NCAA tournament. But, at the same time, the majority of the fan base, and I would I'd put me in that number two, we still are okay with how everything feels right now because of what we went through last year. Right or wrong, I'm not playing. I'm not on the mound. I'm not in the batter's box, or I'm not coaching anything. So it's I can be satisfied. <laughs> if I'm playing, I'm never satisfied. <laughs> you can't be. I'm not playing. I'm still living off last year. I'll admit it. I am literally wearing a shirt, a t-shirt right now. I didn't even realize I had it on, but it says national champions 2021. It says I have so much stuff laying around with the national championship logo on it. You know, I, there it is. Say it like it is. It still didn't mean that 
missing the tournament's okay. It's not okay. It's just where it is. And because of what happened last year, you feel a little bit differently about it this year. A, a text here, and then I'll come back to the phone. MSU 1980 says, Matt, I've always wanted to go to Hoover, but never gotten a chance to go. And a few weeks ago, my wife bought tickets for us to go this year for my birthday. I am concerned that the first time I am going, State might not make it. That'll be my luck if that happens. <laughs> I really hope they go, MSU 1980. Um, you got to be in the top 12. The bottom two will stay home. Their season will be over. Um, so, so the remaining series are really important, right? I mean, if you're state, you still have a lot to play for. And I say a lot. One is the miracle, but two is Hoover. So, um, and the games this weekend will play a big role in that. I hope they're there too. It always makes it interesting because state fans buy more tickets to that event than any other fan base. And the people over there will tell you that. All right. Dog tired on line one of the Divinity phone. Thanks for calling dog tired. What's up? Hey, I, I was just going to call and, and tell you guys there's there's more to that uh, that dirt on the infield and dirt in the on the pitcher's mound than people know. There's a place mm-hmm. in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, used to be BASF now or used to be Englehard, now it's BASF, whatever, and it's a a, a, a very specific clay that is that it is harvested and dried, and the majority of the major league pitcher mound that's in the in the United States. And the majority of the the pitcher mounds that are um, over the the entire United States is come from this place. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it's a very very unique uh, clay that comes from this place, and then they they treat it in such a manner, just like the baseballs. That all that stuff is is well engineered and 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 thought out. So right. Amazing. Well, and it is amazing, <laughs> you know, dog tired. It's one of those things that I, I get being meticulous. And, you know, if the question were to ever come up, they can answer it a certain way. Still, part of me right. is sitting here going, is it really necessary? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that really necessary? But hey, more power to them, man. If they can do it, do it, I yep. guess. You know, well, I'm, I'm just hey. telling you that the, the, the way that the way that works out is, is those guys. Can have deniability if they have say, hey, uh-huh. this guy gave up yep. home runs or whatever. Well, the, all yep. the baseballs are the same, all the whatever the whatever yep. it is. So, uh, hey, yeah. anyway, dog tired. Are you uh, are you also my friend, dog tired in Florence? Are you the same person? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna read something right here with you on the phone. I'm gonna read it with you on the phone. Okay, you ready? Okay. From updated this morning or just a couple days ago. Sorry, from WAPT. The U.S. Highway 49 road project that began in 2017 is nearing completion in Rankin County, the Mississippi Department of Transportation said. The project is set to be finished by late summer, MDOT said in a release on Friday. Now, how about that? uh, We've heard that before. Hey, I'm telling you this. I'm 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 going to get on my knees and thank the Lord for that because uh, that's been a long time coming right there. Yeah, it really absolutely. has. Yeah. I knew you'd be happy it, about it, so I just wanted to tell you. Oh my god! Uh, they'll come yeah. up with another like, another project. You watch. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll figure out a way to pick the thing up. They've but, been working uh, on that yeah. thing almost as long as I lived here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I appreciate got, it, Doctor. Thank you, man. Uh, 
<laughs> I guess he was where he was breaking up real bad there. Yeah, it started breaking up. I couldn't hear. Yeah, they'll him they'll find something else to do down there to mess up the traffic. It says the project set to be finished by late summer, according to Mississippi Department of Transportation. Uh, once complete, there will be three lanes and a shoulder in each direction. Yep. Uh, the infrastructure improvement project calls for the reconstruction of that uh, seven and a half miles of Highway 49 from Florence to Richland. And it says crews are in the final stages of the project. That was according to MDOT in a release on Friday. Now, you had a quote from Central Transportation Commissioner Willie Simmons. And he says, we understand the completion of the project. It's been a long time coming. And I applaud MDOT for finding innovative ways to address issues throughout the project that undoubtedly are getting us to the finish line this summer. Yep. Will you get down there close to country, pleasing? Yep. And that, that six lanes is going to dump down back into four. Yeah. And look out. Yeah. Because just past well, country, hey. pleasing, they go back down to, to two lanes each way. As long as I can get in the parking lot by that big there red pig, I'm <laughs> slick with it. All right, I'm Matt. Bill's here. Thank you all for tuning in. we got a ways to go. Just getting started with you on this Reaction Monday. Stick around. not bald. He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Alright, uh, backtracking a few days to the end of last week and, and through the weekend, did y'all watch the draft? Did you watch the draft coverage or did you just keep up with it on your phone? I was the latter. I tried to watch it. I couldn't watch it. It was pitiful. Welcome back. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Go! With the home team, reason we call them the home team, your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. All across the great state of Mississippi, available to you in all 82 counties. They're right there next door. I'm here, Bill's here. Y'all text or call. Let me give you that number again. If you'd like to text the show, that's great. On the country-pleasing text line, it's 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-3776. Or call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, 995-1059. That's the number to call. You call it, we'll talk. It's a 601 number. Again, 995-1059. If any of y'all go by uh, Divinity Equipment, if y'all are in Jackson, you go by and see Bruce, or if you're um, up in Madison, Gluckstadt, and go see Jonathan at Divinity up there. Tell him I need a new weed eater. I got a weed eater. I have, I'm sorry, I have a weed eater that will crank and run for a little bit and then quit. And I've done everything I know how to do. You know, kick it, shake it, throw it. Fill it up with gas. Check the oil. <laughs> See what I mean? In other words, I don't have any idea how to fix some things. And I told Annabeth, I said, I got to take this to somebody let them fix it. She said, would you just get another one, please? Stop taking it to somebody. Let it sit there for a week. Just go get another one. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, 
Are you listening? At Davini and at Madison, I need a new weed eater. <laughs> I want one of those big old nice things with two handles. No, I, I don't need that. I don't need that. Yeah, you can just drop it by here and I can test it for you. Test what? My new one? Yeah, yeah just make sure it's okay. Make sure it's working well? Yeah. Get make, yard done and all that kind of stuff. Make sure it's uh, nicely <laughs> balanced. Yeah. <laughs> Got plenty of string. Straying on it. <laughs> is there anything? Well, anything. There are, let me say this. There aren't many things more frustrating than, man, you're eating weeds. You are trimming and cutting and trimming. And I'm talking about you are doing man's work. <laughs> you're slinging grass and gravel everywhere. You're loving it. Got a little nice lather sweat going. Muscles, you know, you're hanging on there. You, you're eating weeds, man. It's going well. You just got started. You still got a ways to go. And it throws all the string out. It's out of string. <laughs> Is string the right word? <laughs> you know what we're talking about, right? You have to stop and feed the string and wind it up in there and then recrank it. and get, It just totally interrupts the... The flow of masculinity. <laughs> just, you know what I'm saying. I, don't you? It, it's just, but you feel good when you get going again, right? <laughs> I don't want a battery-powered one. Gas, man. I want gas. I want to smell those fumes. I need to smell it. <laughs> When people smell me, I want them to know that I've been working with a piece of equipment that is combustible. I want to smell like gas when I'm done eating weeds. <laughs> Enough of this. Smell like sausage and gasoline. <laughs> sausage and gasoline. All right. Um, Real quick, I'm going to work my way up to the draft here. Just hold with me. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, Texas show, and he says, you put heavy old Mississippi mud on a baseball, and John Elway couldn't throw it three feet. And maybe it does weigh different. We just don't put as much on there. <laughs> Plus, it'd be cool. Mississippi mud. We even got a cake named after it. Or pie. Bill, what is this? Mississippi mud cake or Mississippi mud pie? Mississippi mud pie. Okay. We got a pie named after it. Uh, Nick says, if State could make a deal to win the college football playoff but go winless the next five straight seasons, I'd take that deal every time. How about that proposition? Uh, hog jowl. All right, hog jowl. I saw it. You texted and said, congrats to the Lady Razorback softball team earning at least a tie for the SEC title after sweeping Florida this weekend. And this will be their second straight SEC regular season title for the Lady Razorback softball team. And here's the thing that jumped out at me, and I'm going to talk about this uh, later in the show. I've got some points to throw out to you. Hunter Juracek, the athletics director at Arkansas, must have a magic wand. If you're not paying attention, it's downright unbelievable. He's got the Midas touch. Everything they do, they're winning in, Ar in Arkansas. More on that later. 
Uh, somebody text me to buy a new one. That'd be a weed eater right there. Smokey showing me the link where uh, his Tennessee Vols have a guy on the mound who threw a pitch that went 105 miles per hour. Ben Joyce, the human highlight, with the bionic arm, 105 miles an hour. Hook text the show. Bill, listen to this, and then I'm coming to the phones. Hook just texts the show and says, your weed eater sounds like Ole Miss baseball. Cranks up, runs, then quit. <laughs> <laughs> I only get half the yard. Uh, weed eat it. <laughs> weed eating. And then, boom, it just stops. All right, uh, let's see here. Thibodeau hanging on line one of the Divinity Equipment phone line. Hey, Thibodeau, what's up? Hey, man. Hey. Um, tell, tell Jonathan up at uh, Divinity that you want a Red Max with a speed bead head. With a what head? A speed bead. Speed bead head. Okay, speed bead. Uh, yeah. Speed. Speed feed. No, oh, speed, speed feed. feed. Ste- speed feed yeah. as in eating. Feed, eating, got it. Yeah, like you want to, you can put the line back on it without taking the head apart. Okay. Speed feed. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, do, I do that every day. I, I do that every day, twice every a day, day, 12 o'clock, and then tonight about 630, I'll do some speed feeding. <laughs> uh, no matter the brand, anytime I buy a new trimmer, I always convert it to a speed feed. Okay. It's, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Hey, hey, Bill, did you see that right there? Thibodeau's a pro, and he doesn't say weed eater. He calls it a trimmer. Yeah, he's a pro. Us, well, hey, us well, weekend hacks, we, we the weekend hacks, we call it a weed eater, Thibodeau. Well, the weed eater is actually a <laughs> brand name. You know. well, well, yeah, well, okay. Let me, let, me, let me tell you why. Um, whenever you give an estimate as a pro, you have to delineate the difference between trimming and edging, or they expect, like, you just, mm. if you just say we're gonna we're gonna trim, then they don't know you're actually gonna edge too. So you have to mm. you have to use the right terminology in order I call to get it a your weed whacker. Right. <laughs> weed whacker, Thibodeau. So you got to be really specific: edging, hedging, trimming, mowing, yeah. mulching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all of it. Especially if it's commercial. I mean, commercial, you got to, those bits yeah. are a couple of pages long sometimes. Good night. Okay. Why, why do things simply when we could make it more complicated, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. <laughs> all right, Thibodeau, appreciate you. Speed yeah, feed. Judy's back. She got cut off. Let's okay. Go to her. Let's go to her next. Okay, Let's Judy, go. thanks for calling back. What's up, Judy? I thought she was back. Hey, Judy. There, there she is. There she is. Hey, Judy, go ahead. Do I cry now or later? Well, I wouldn't say cry about it. I mean, we just got to find. <laughs> we just may have to find something else to do in June this year. <laughs> hey, it's my mother's ninetieth birthday. So All I've already right. got something else to do. All right. I'm concerned about my bulldog. Yeah, me too. Doug and I were there. At Smithfield, uh, ooh, excuse me, at Trustmark Park last week. Mm-hmm. Remember, I told you I got tickets. Yes, I do. Yeah. You had to sit through that. I want my money back. <laughs> I want my money back. 
She wants her money back. I want my money back. Refund. I want my money back. All right, so here's what we did. You know, last week we got you, you went and got tickets, and then you called us back to tell us what they said about the. This time, I want, th- this time I want you to just stay on the phone with us and go to the window and ask them for your money back because state lost. And I want to <laughs> he- hear how it goes. <laughs> that ought to be interesting. Uh, I, I'm in Madison right this minute. Okay, I, w- I don't think that's going to happen. It won't happen today anyway. Okay, well, I was really just kidding. I wouldn't expect you I to do that. I figured you were. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, and then... Okay, go ahead. Over the weekend... Yeah. I was very much dismayed. I know. That's a Friday night. I know. Friday night gave you, like, you're like, okay, they're fixing to do the state. Yeah. They're going to do the state thing. The state thing. Turn it on late in the year. Sprint to the finish. Here we go. And it just fell flat. And I hated it, too. Yeah, we went, didn't we? I'll tell you. It it fell flat. Right back down to earth. Well... Hey, thanks for calling, and uh, happy uh, birthday. Did you say it was uh, your mother's 90th? Yeah. Well, our best to her from all of us here, Judy. Thank you. Well, thank you. Y'all have a good week. All right. You too. Appreciate you calling back. Uh, we'll hit the phones. We'll hit the draft. We've got a long ways to go. Really still just getting started here with you on this Reaction Monday. So call or text. I'll give you the numbers when we come back in the Bureau. Stay with me. For the Mississippi State Radio Analyst. And he's on your radio. Right now. Now. You've got the Matt Wyatt Show. Talk to me. All right, let's go. Back here with you in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Rooster has been patiently waiting, hanging on the phones, and I appreciate that. Rooster, thanks for calling. Good Monday to you. What's up? Listen, I'm mad at you. It was only 500 miles to Columbia. Why didn't you go? They would have won the game. Yeah. You could have driven up there. I had a much, I had much, much, much more important <laughs> duties here in Tupelo, Mississippi, at the Tupelo Community Theater, down at the Lyric Theater, down uh, okay. one block off of Main Street. Uh, little Fiona and TCT's performance of Shrek Shrek the Musical began on Thursday night. Six performances uh, in a week, two on Friday, two on Saturday. I went to every last one of them. I was happy to be there, too. Yeah, that's great. I got to drive one of Carolina. That's 600 miles from Jackson. Now a Carolina Panther fan, I guess. Yeah, because you're going to watch Matt Corral battle it out for the quarterback job? Yep. Yep. Oh, he's, he's starting quarterback, no question. But listen, the the lock, the RPI is a joke, and we all know that everybody hates Mississippi State in the NCAA. That's <laughs> obvious. The two teams are almost locked to be left out of SEC are Kentucky and Missouri. They got six games on the road. Ole Miss will eliminate uh, Missouri this weekend. They got three games at home. Yeah. Okay. Of course, baseball is strange, but that's pretty much the lock. Hmm. But Mississippi State obviously has no pitching. They can't strike. They couldn't strike me out. I'm 77. They had a terrible weekend on the mound. They sure did, except oh, except for Brandon Smith hitting. in that first game. Yeah. Great hitting, no pitching, average coaching. I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> However, you know, last year they lost two games in the SEC tournament. That was it. Then they dealt with Notre Dame, Texas, and Vanderbilt. 
And my pick to win the SEC tournament is still Ole Miss. Ole Miss, okay. All right. Yep, yep. yep. Baseball is a strange. Ole Miss has got a little pitching. They don't have stage hitting, but they sure got a little pitching. I tell you, that was a that was a really close series too with Arkansas. I mean, you know, it's one where Arkansas won that series and they're at home, but like those games were not decided until late. Ole Miss was right there knocking on the door of winning that series, and just you know, they needed one more pitch to to not get hit out of the park to the, in game two, and they just needed one – had the bases loaded, had to go ahead – the tying run at third base, go ahead run at second base, and had the bases loaded and Elko at the plate and hits one to center field for the last out yesterday, just didn't hit it far enough. I mean, they were right there. Yeah, just baseball gods. Yeah. You know, I've been criticizing Lamona so pitching. Why didn't the Yankees pitchers? And now I finally realized – Yank them for who? He's got nobody else. Who's the man? Yeah, I mean, when you consider, listen, they are now, and counting, four guys. Okay, so you lost Sims, uh, your your number one guy, who's going to be, he's the only first-round pick on your team right now in Sims, and then uh, Stone Simmons, and that was early. Then you've lost two more, Brooks Auger, the freshman from Louisiana, who had become really one of your top guys late in games. They've lost Parker Stinnett. There's number four. Um, they just don't have the they don't have the numbers anymore. It's just the way that's this this is the way this year has has um, happened for them. Well, they need to get an automatic invite. Oh, really? The national champion, <laughs> like I mean, the Masters. <laughs> yeah, that field of sixty-four is a joke. Oh, the, well. the last one I saw. Good grief! Well. Some of the teams they've got in there give Mississippi State an automatic. Uh, Hattiesburg automatic. There you go. <laughs> that would well, be great. Hey, look, Southern Miss is automatic. They're in. It's just a matter of they going to host or not. But uh, Appreciate it, Rooster. Thanks for calling, man. Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's one of the great things about the, the baseball tournament. There's no – yeah, there's no past champion invitation like the Masters, you know. That's the way it ought to be. I think we all agree with that. Uh, <laughs> regarding um, the draft, which I'll tell you what we'll do is we'll start hour number two and we'll go back and kind of look. I'll tell you who you, – you may already know, but we'll just recap who was drafted from State, who was drafted from Ole Miss, where, when, how, what. And I just – you know, I kept up with it by watching the picks. I got notifications. My, every time a pick would come through, I'd get a notification, notification on my phone. I didn't watch it. Uh, that first night I tried to watch, and man, I just couldn't take it. I, I, I watched like maybe 10 minutes of draft coverage on one of the major channels, and I could not stomach it. It was the worst television I've ever tried to sit through. It's like a bunch of people didn't even prepare for it. I've never seen a bigger joke of a television presentation than the coverage of that NFL draft stuff that I watched the other night. It was real easy to just turn it off and follow it. When the pick happens, let me pick up the phone. There's a pick. Okay, Charles Cross goes number nine at the Seahawks. What's the next one, you know? I mean, it was pitiful. I mean, sports television, live sports is running things. But I'll tell you this, live analysis and talking heads is as bad as it's ever been. Ever. 
All right, uh, get off my lawn while you're at it. <laughs> I realize it. I understand that's what it sounds like. Uh, but Bulldog West, he texted the show and he said, I kept up with the draft long enough to be able to serve up some crow sandwich uh, with third round sauce on the side to the first round corral hopefuls, LOL, Hale State from Bulldog West. Well, and I'm not going to sit here at all and rejoice in somebody falling in the draft. I will tell you, uh, though, I was surprised, slightly surprised, that the Saints didn't pick him up in the second round when it got to their pick. Because what was it? Who was it? Um, oh, shoot. I'll go back and look it up. But there was a team earlier in the second round that had those back-to-back picks. And you thought, they're fixing to take one. Was it Seattle? Who was it that earlier in the second round had back-to-back early second-round picks, and you thought, okay, Corral sitting there fixing to take Corral. You're going to take one and then the other, and it didn't happen. And when that didn't happen, you thought, okay, the Saints are going to get him here in the second round. They're going to have done what they did in the first, and they're going to come back here in the second round and take Matt Corral. It's happening. And then they passed on him and took a safety you never heard of. It just shows you they're evaluating and looking at all kinds of stuff we're not looking at. Yeah, it was Seattle at pick 40 and 41 in the second round and needing a quarterback, right? Like, did anybody, they just traded Russell Wilson. Who is a Seahawks quarterback? Anybody know? You can't name them. One of them is the guy from uh, the former Missouri quarterback, and I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. The former Missouri quarterback that they traded from Denver to Seattle in the Russell Wilson deal. Why can't we remember his name? Oh, man. Anyhow, I thought for sure with back-to-back picks right there, Seattle in the second round would you know, take Corral. They didn't. And so then it comes down to that 49th pick, yeah, Drew Locke. Thank you, True Maroon and Tommy. That's, I couldn't think of it. You know, and I guess maybe Drew Locke has the inside on becoming the Seahawks quarterback. And his backup, most likely who? Geno Smith. He's there. They didn't do it, and you thought, okay, Saints are going to get Matt Corral with the 49th pick. Midway in the second round. Nope. They took a, a, a safety slash corner out of Tennessee. And then nobody takes him in the second round. He goes all the way in the third round. I'm a little surprised by that. Uh, Jason and Flagstaff texted the show. <laughs> this was back. And it makes a lot of sense. See, Thibodeau's a pro. And it's trimming. It's not. It's trimming and edging. It's not weed eating. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jason and Flagstaff says, salesman, are you trimming or edging, sir? Me. Look, I'm cutting grass. <laughs> Point me to the fat boy section so I can nuke the yard down a few inches and move. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to make it look good. I'm trying to cut it so as to it will quit growing. <laughs> I'm guilty of that too, <clears throat> Jason. Uh, now, Rusty says, Matt, you mentioned Stinnett was out. When did he get hurt? Oh, I don't know when. he's. I just know he hasn't been out there in, what, two or three weeks now? And, and, you know, and he had an interesting path throughout the year in that he was a bullpen guy last year, came into this year bullpen guy. Injuries happen. They move him up. He becomes a starter. He started a couple of games back-to-back, including against uh, 
Texas Tech in the midweek and was phenomenal. 12 strikeouts here, 12 strikeouts there, but then ran into some control issues, and then all of a sudden we hadn't seen him. He hadn't been out there at all. Bulldog Wes. Oh, okay. Let's let's get the full context on what he texted me a minute ago. He said, that was not my point. There were a couple of folks in Radio Land that doubled down on the fact that he'd go in the first. I actually figured he'd go second round, just not first. I hate the reasons they bumped him down to the third round. I don't I don't really know what the reasons were. Um, I think it's more just, you know, probably football and maybe football in size than anything else. But I, I agree. You know, he's going in there with a chance to compete and maybe win the job, and he might do it in Carolina. And it looked like the Panthers had a pretty good draft uh, around him also. But, you know, um, the RPO thing, it's a can be a little bit of a ding to some prospects, but other guys have come out of RPO systems, and they do fine in the NFL. It's just it was a year where none of the quarterback prospects jumped off the page where people were willing to – Go crazy over it. It's just the way it was. All right, hour two coming up. 